Welcome back to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast and back with another special edition of the Basketball Insider. This is number two. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, and to my left is our intern, Will Sultan. What's up, Will? Not much, not much. Feel good to be back? Yeah, it's great to be back. Okay, we got a lot to talk about. Let's handle uh, the social media, media handles here. My social media, all right, is at Alex underscore Meacham, M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, blowing up. What aren't you on? I'm on Facebook, I'm on Snapchat, but my Snapchat's different. It's Big Meach 41, my jersey number, 41. Why don't you give everyone the, uh, give them the podcast, Instagram, and Twitter. They're all the same. We have NFC Podcast for Twitter, NFC Podcast for Instagram, and then we don't have a Snapchat, but Ooh. maybe that's something to get going. We might have to step our game up. We might have to. Get our snap game right. Yeah. What's your social media? I'm sure it's blowing up. This is W Salty. <laughs> <laughs> it's blowing up. Hey, real quick. Um, last episode, and some people got a, got a kick out of this, but uh, I turned you on to Big Daddy Kane. You learned about the iconic 90s rapper, Big Daddy Kane. Have you had a chance to listen to any other Big Daddy Kane music? I haven't had a chance to listen to any of it. Very disappointing. I only, I just remember the scoop and scrap. You got to say it? Lover. Lover. There you go. That's all I remember. I don't remember anything else. Scoop and scrap lover. Those were his backup dancers. And when I tell you his backup dancers had some of the best backup dancer moves of all time like seriously go watch some old youtube videos you should do uh, those for your monday moves bring it back today i don't know if i could like do those still like they, <laughs> they they would do some very acrobatic things like flip over each other do the splits and all that stuff i don't uh, know if i could still do all that too much i could do some <laughs> of the the you know yeah the up it's called up rock yeah the up rock move. you ever heard that up rock i've never heard that yeah i think so you're a little too young for that How's tennis going? You recently committed. It's going well, yeah. Tell the world. <laughs> I'm taking my... Make your, make your announcement <laughs> right now. I'm taking my... No. DePaul. DePaul. Yeah. No, no, no. B build it up. I'm, give it a good build up. I'm taking my talents to the castle. Green castle. castle, Indiana. Nice. Yep. DePaul. Congrats, bro. Thanks, man. You excited? Yeah, I'm pumped. It's a what, great school. What made you... So, and soon we're going to get and talk about high school basketball. A lot of these high school kids are trying to find schools where they can play at. And mm -hmm. some of them are making commitments like uh, Zion Williams, the, yeah. one of the number, the, the number two player in the country, one of the best in the country committed to Duke yesterday. Yeah. And making that decision for a high school kid and also parents is very tough. So what factored into your decision to well, commit? I looked at maybe my future a little bit more, if I put it that way. Like I was looking at academics. I was trying to find a tougher academic school that had good opportunities for like internships and study abroad and stuff that would just help jumpstart my career after college. Career, so I was, career to do what? I'm like, I don't know yet. Okay. I have no idea. Don't let the world know but, just yet. Well. Yeah, keep that one. Keep that one unlocked. Okay. But keep it on the low. Yeah. I was looking at a school where like I could still play tennis competitively at like one of the best D three schools. They're top twenty in the country, D three. Okay. But still have like a good school with like tough academics and opportunities. Like at Division One schools, like you can't study abroad. It's harder to do internships. Right. Because all you're doing is your sport. Gotcha. So this is a good mix for me. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Excited for you. Yeah. So you well, have to put a lot of work in during the off season to prepare for that. Yeah, yeah. I have to put a lot of work in. 
Gain some weight. Gain some weight. Get that definitely. muscle. Now you've gotten stronger. I mean, since yeah. the first time that we yeah. met to right now, you've, you've yeah. really gotten a lot stronger. Yeah. Been concentrating on the weight room, eating it's a lot. I know you eat a lot. Almost yeah. every time we're together, I eat a lot. Something. I just got to get the keep lifting, keep eating. That's all it is. There you go. Well, speaking of eating, we're going to talk about some players that are getting it done. They're eating on the court. Uh, we're going to go. You like that transition? <laughs> yeah, that was nice. beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. So we're going to talk about high school basketball in the Southwest Ohio and the Northern Kentucky area. First, we're going to start with Southwest Ohio. We're going to talk about Division One. All right. The number one team in Division One right now is Princeton High School. All right. They're ten and two right now. They just lost to New Albany, and it was a ESPN TV game that just occurred. And what it was is almost a game made for TV with two big matchups, and that is Darius Baisley. That goes to Princeton. Have you heard about him? Yeah, where's he going? He's going, your voice just cracked there. Yeah. He's going to uh, Syracuse. That's right. Yep. So he originally committed to Ohio State and then model left. So anyway, he's going to Syracuse. And then Romeo Langford is the uh, young man that goes to New Albany. He's the real deal. He can really play. And so it was a matchup of those two guys. Great game. I didn't get to see all of it. Just saw clips of it. And um, New Albany won. Uh, so Princeton right now is, was it is close? ten and two. It was a close game. Yep, I believe it went into uh, overtime. Oh I wow! Believe, and I think and they're one and two. <clears throat> uh, State? No, New Albany's in uh, Indiana. Oh okay. Yeah, so it's you could say it's two of the highly ranked yeah. high school teams because of those two yeah. guys. But Princeton has a lot of weapons this year. I would say of all the teams in our area. Princeton has the most offensive weapons. I mean, they, they could score in a lot of different ways. Now, coming in at number two is Moeller. They're 12-3 and three right now. I was looking at Moeller's schedule, looking at basically Moeller's, the makeup of Moeller's basketball team. Uh, I, I truly believe they'll win the GCL this year. The GCL is not as strong as it's been in the past. Um, schools, and we'll talk about a couple of these, uh, St. X, LaSalle, and Elder, uh, ones that are in the division with Moeller in the GCL, uh, they're not as strong this year. Uh, some of them graduated a lot of good guys and uh, have some young talent coming in, but just I don't think are ready for that next level just yet. And I think Moeller is the uh, top in the class there. So they're 12 and 3 right now. Um, and number three is Oak Hills at 11 and 3. Mike Price, who you've met before. Yeah. Coach Mike Price, one of the best coaches, not, not just high school coaches, just coaches in general in our area and one of the great things that coach price does is he's able to create a culture uh, within his basketball program and gets kids to basically whatever their potential is it seems like a lot of the kids reach it yeah and he's just great with with getting kids to play a lot of his teams overachieve he might not have the talent that Moeller yeah. or Princeton had this year, but I guarantee you they're going to run great system basketball. There's a kid named Nick Dyfel who's his leading scorer, probably his best player. And Nick Dyfel, you talk about, we were talking about earlier about getting stronger and gaining some weight. Yeah. Um, this kid has, he's been a baseball kid for a long time. I don't know if he plans to play uh, baseball in college or not, but uh, he was, gosh, I don't know what he weighed as a freshman, but he was pretty skinny and now he's. He's really hit the weight room pretty hard, and I think he could probably play some college basketball if he wants, but I um, also understand he's a very good baseball player. So anyway, uh, moving on to uh, number four is Mason at 10-2. and two. 
they had back-to-back -back losses a little bit ago. Um, first, they lost to Oak Hills with Mike Price's team, and then they lost to Princeton with Darius Baisley. Uh, it's two tough teams, uh, but they're 10-2 right now. They've gone on a winning streak, and the one thing with Mason is they play such good team basketball. I don't care the, I don't care what the other team has talent-wise. It's always tough to play Mason in a half court, and they try to make yeah. it a half court game. Uh, number number five is Walnut at 12 and two. Uh, one of the uh, Walnut players, uh, Hunter Davidson, he uh, said I didn't mention them enough last podcast, so he listened. And I do want to give them a shout out because they're playing well, and they're on a winning streak right now. And I was looking at their schedule, and I think Walnut has a very good chance of winning out their regular season schedule. I, mean, I, I truly believe they could win every game. They that still they have to have win left. their conference. They, I think they could. Withrow and West Claremont. Yep, absolutely. And I think you've seen because yeah. you go to Anderson and I see ECC games. Right. Yeah. You'll be our uh, ECC, ECC insider. ECC insider. ECC insider. I like that. Say, say that real fast. ECC insider. No, that was too slow. ECC insider. There we go. I like that. Will you? Will you do yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Good. That'll be your new. That'll be your new tag. So you're going to do some research. So when we have our our basketball insider yeah. number three. We'll, we'll break it down to okay. to the ECC Insider. There we go. There we go. Good. There it is. So anyway, back back to Walnut before Hunter Davidson yells at me again on Twitter or whatever it was, Instagram. Um, like I said, I think they have a chance to win out their games and also win out the league. Um, they do have a player that I want to shout out right now, Cameron Gibson. He is a phenomenal offensive basketball player. He, he's one of, I think, one of the better scorers mm -hmm. in Cincinnati. Um, I'm not sure how tall he is now. I think he might have grown a little bit between last year and this year. I know when I saw him this summer playing AU, he had grown a little bit. Uh, it might be six three and a half, maybe maybe taller. I'm not sure. Um, long arms, can shoot the ball, get to the bucket. Very crafty. Uh, great kid too. Very nice, uh, mild mannered kid. Um, but definitely a beast on the offensive end. Um, and Walnut could make a good run in the, the tournament as well. They have the pieces. Uh, number six is Lakota East uh, coming in at nine and five. They got a tough game coming against Princeton here soon. But they have a kid on their team, uh, Jarrett Cox. Uh, Jarrett Cox for the last couple of years has been one of the better offensive players in the city. As I talk about Cameron Gibson being a great offensive player, Jarrett Cox is very much like that as well. A high-flying kid. Can get down the court and we'll we'll dunk we'll dunk on your head like if you were underneath the basket he would dunk on your head. I wouldn't let him. You wouldn't let him. Nope. What would you do? Foul him. First. Foul him. I'd, yeah, put a body in him. Okay. Yeah. What if what if he's already taken off in the air and he's just up there? Would you just move at that point? And you yeah. really couldn't foul him? Would you just get out of the I'd way? Just get out. Because you don't want to be on Twitter. You no, don't want to be that I'd get guy. Get out of there. You get out. Yeah. Okay. You don't you don't want to be. I want to be. You that don't want to go viral. No. I hear you. Speaking of going viral, at number seven, Division One, St. X. And the reason I say going viral, they just had a game just the other night versus Elder. Did you see the shot that their guard, Chase Wolf, made? Was it a buzzer beater layup? No. That was uh, Andrew Whitrock made that to win the game. So let's, let's take what you just said first, and then we'll come back okay. to Chase Wolf's shot. St. X won their first GCL game in conference. Yeah. GCL game. And wow. I, I don't know how many years it's been. Maybe almost five years. Wow. This was a very big victory for them. And last podcast, I talked about how much 
St. X has improved. I mean, their yeah. player, Nathan Stockman, one of their guards, the kid averaged about four points a game last year. He's averaging 16 points this year. He had a 36-point game earlier in the season. They've really improved. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the play of Chase Wolf, um, who he made a shot. Um, it was going into halftime. And I believe, I don't know if he got the rebound or somebody else got the rebound. And from underneath, pretty much right outside where the, the dotted line or the free throw line is, yeah. he had the ball, threw it all the way down, other end, swish. And then it didn't count. They said the buzzer had gone off right as it left his hand. <laughs> and so I texted him after that, or texted him the next day, like, man, that was crazy. That should be that should be a top 10 on SportsCenter. Like, no doubt. Even though it didn't count, yeah. Chase Wolf's going to Wisconsin yeah. as a quarterback. Yeah. Like, that is a straight quarterback play right there. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. But St. X won on a buzzer beater layup from Andrew Ritwak, who went down. He took it coast to coast. I saw that. Uncontested yeah. layup for the win. So... Uh, good for good for St. X. Uh, coming in at number eight is Wenton Woods. Uh, they've been playing pretty well. They had a big uh, victory earlier in the year. They beat Cubcalf, who's the number one team in Northern Kentucky. And we'll talk about Cubcalf in a little bit. Lebanon's coming in at number nine. Coach Higgins there. I've known him for a long time, going dating all the way back to high school, and he does a tremendous job with his basketball team. Really cares about those kids as individuals and um, as a team. At number ten, Sal. <coughs> Uh, Riley Hobner, he's their best player. Um, he has to do a lot for them to be successful. If he, if he at any point struggles, um, they struggle. And Riley's a, is a tremendous kid, very nice kid. Uh, one thing I want to say real quick before I forget, uh, Darius Baisley, who uh, goes to Princeton, who we were talking about earlier, who's headed to Syracuse, he recently was named to the McDonald's All-American game and he'll be playing in that game. He's the first player from Cincinnati since Damon Flint from back in the 90s. First player from Cincinnati, our area, to go. So it's Darius Baisley, uh, Damon Flint, and then before Damon Flint was Ricky Calloway. Now there were some guys that went to the McDonald's All-American game that played in it that some people argued with me on Twitter when I, when I said this on Twitter. Um, O.J. Mayo, yeah. Played the McDonald's All-American game. He's not from Cincinnati. He only played high school basketball here, I think, two years. So in my eyes, he does not count. And the McDonald's um, committee does not count him as a Cincinnati um, guy. And there have been others, I think, uh, like him. Shane Buchanan, who uh, grew, up, he grew up here. He's a Cincinnati kid, grew up here and left and went to Bowling Green High School his last two years. He does not count towards a uh, Cincinnati kid with the McDonald's All-American game. So it is what it is with that, but congratulations to uh, Darius Baisley. So moving on to Division Two, staying in Ohio here. Um, Taft right now is number one. Uh, they have a big game versus Woodward coming up, and Woodward-Taft always is a great, great game, and we'll, we'll talk about Woodward here in a second. Uh, McNick's number two. McNick. Yes, led by? Ryan Reedy. Ryan Reedy, senior Ryan Reedy, who is an outstanding kid. He's um, in his third year as a starting guard at the varsity level, averaging about 16 points a game right now. He had a big game the other night, had 26 points. Um, I've said this about Ryan before. He's, he's got great uh, leadership skills. And, and the thing is, like, when sometimes when people think about leadership, 
They think about somebody that's really vocal and telling people where to go. They're just different ways to be a leader, right? Exactly. You don't, you don't yeah. always have to. Nothing that yeah. you know. Nothing wrong with that way or any other way. It's just different ways to yeah. lead. And and Ryan is a kid that he's at the gym early. He's at the gym late. He works hard in between that time. And just his attitude, which is so good. His family are great people. Um, I think his attitude so infectious amongst a group, it just forces you to be disciplined like him and other players want to be disciplined like him and want to work hard like him. And as a result of that, McNick for the most of the season has been undefeated, although they just got knocked off the other day uh, versus Purcell Marion. Uh, so uh, they do have one loss on their record. Uh, coming in number three is Hughes High School. Um, they've played pretty well uh, thus far this year. I haven't seen them yet. I should have a chance to see them here in the next couple weeks and have a little bit more of an in-depth report on them. Uh, coming in number four is Woodward High School. Uh, Woodward, like I said, has a tough game versus Taft coming up. Uh, Coach Jarrell Redden's doing a great job at Woodward. Um, I've known him since his West High days as a player, and he's a tough, tough competitor. And what I love about uh, uh, Coach Redden is he's, he's all about the fundamentals and I've seen some video of him coaching in practice and he's really breaking down so much of the fundamentals of the game which are so important for kids these days. Um, understanding the concepts of how to attack somebody off offensively, you know, attacking the high foot, um, you know, jab steps, you know, how to get somebody when you jab, how to get the defender's foot to move. He's teaching all that stuff in practice and really breaking that down. And I'm going to have a chance this Friday, I'm going to Woodward High School at 5 o'clock, and Coach Redden asked me to come in and speak to his team. So I get a chance to speak to them and watch their practice. I'm going to talk to them about life stuff. Nice. So that'll nice. be pretty cool. Excited about that. Coming in at number five is Indian Hill High School, the Braves. I had a chance to go watch them the other night. They played Madeira, and um, it's probably one of Indian Hill's most disappointing losses this year. Um, they've played pretty well all season, led by Colin Shaw. Uh, Did anyone get back at you about, didn't you say the most athletic kid to ever go through Indian Hill was him? Yeah, um, I, I think he is. Um, yeah. Matter of fact, you know, I, I talked to somebody the other day who um, went to Indian Hill. Yeah. Um, and knows Indian Hill athletics pretty well, and he agreed with me. He thinks that Colin Shaw is probably the greatest athlete to come through Indian Hill High School. Uh, and, and Colin Shaw is a, not only a beast on the court, but also a beast on the football field. Very good uh, football player. But just on the basketball court, he's the all-time leading scorer in the history of the school. And um, I mean, still, he's got a lot of games left, so um, the stretch between number one and number two on the scoring list is, is going to get, yeah, because yeah, he's, I mean, he averages 20, 21 plus points <coughs> a game. You are still coughing. You were yeah, coughing last week, dude. It's been like that for a couple weeks now. You need to get some, like, rest or something. I've been sleeping a lot. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Some cough drops or something. Or something. Get you some, some special treatment. All right, so back to Indian Hill. Um, they played their worst game versus Madeira. Uh, the game that I went to, Madeira shot the lights out. Man, they were on fire from three-point land. And then they, Madeira plays this zone, and, and Indian Hill just couldn't do anything with the zone. And Shaw was, well, Colin Shaw was struggling a lot. And when your best player struggles and you don't have somebody else step up, it, it, it makes it for a tough night. And Indian Hill got beat by, I think, almost 20. I believe the score was like 70 to 50. Ooh. And Indian Hill was supposed to win that game. And that was, so if Indian Hill wins that game, that leads to Tuesday night in a really big matchup 
with Indian Hill and Wyoming. <clears throat> so coming in at number six at Division Two is Wyoming High School. So the big showdown was number five Indian Hill and number six Wyoming, um, which still is going to be a big game. It's a huge rivalry and, and both have very good coaches and, and very good teams. Uh, Joey Edmonds leads Wyoming. Uh, that should be a great, great game. Indian Hill is always pumped up for that one and, and so is Wyoming. I'm not sure if it's at Indian Hill or at Wyoming. I'm not sure, but uh, coming in at number seven is Summit Country Day. Uh, Summit's done pretty well. They've, they've lost a lot of guys uh, due to graduation. <clears throat> they had a very good crop of kids the last couple years. And uh, Xavier Johnson right now is their leading scorer and best player. And he's having a fantastic season. They go as he goes. Coming in at number eight is Roger Bacon High School. My high school, <laughs> the Spartans. One of the best high schools in not not one of it is the best high school. That's bold. That's very bold. That's really bold. Uh, but uh, it's 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 true. Uh, Roger Bacon coming in number eight. They've had a very tough season, and they they've just got a lot of young guys, and that's that's their biggest issue. They've had a lot of guys that have left um, with graduation. Uh, they had some transfers. And due to that, they just they've got some they got the young guys and they, they do have some veteran guys, but these veteran guys just have not played a lot of minutes in the past. So they've struggled. Uh, they had a big win the other night versus Baden, which is uh, which was a big win for them. Uh, took a loss at LaSalle, which is always uh, tough to play at. But uh, Coach Neil Roger Bacon does such a great job. So rounding off uh, number nine and number 10 for Division two, number nine is Aiken. And number 10 is Schroeder. And uh, those two teams we'll talk a little bit more about in the, in the podcast in the future. Uh, I'll have an uh, opportunity to watch Aiken here uh, pretty soon. Now, looking at um, Division Three, got Deer Park at number one. Uh, Deer Park's loaded. They, they're, they're loaded with a lot of talent this year. Um, they should, you know, they should be one of the top teams not only in the conference but in the city based on the talent they have and Steve Gentry is a coach right now former Xavier uh, point guard former Xavier great very good point guard uh, coming in number two is Purcell Marion uh, like I said earlier they had a big win over McNick uh, coach Kerr does an excellent job with those kids uh, can't compliment him enough coming in at number three is North College Hill uh, Shannon Miner um, is their coach and you talk about you talk about a, a high school coach that is a huge advocate for his players coach minor really goes to goes to bat for his kids and you know I do my segment on um, our local NBC affiliate WLWT on channel 5 and I have a basketball insider segment in which I talk about players and different things going on in the city and um, coach minor always keeps me updated on his players so I know so that I can give them a shout out, and you got to appreciate that um, as a player that your coach is always looking out for you. Yeah. He does a great job for those kids, man. Uh, coming in number four is Madeira. I talked about them earlier. They're shooting the heck out of the ball. Um, Jack Kravac, uh, one of their big guys, he recently scored his uh, thousandth point. So uh, hats off to Jack. Coming in number five is Reading High School, but Reading High School um, just suffered a, a tough blow. Their best player, Bryce Hunt. Um, he's ineligible the rest of the season and so um, he won't be able to play. I'm not sure of all the details of that so I can't speculate or, or talk about that but um, apparently moving forward he won't be a part of the team so that's going to be a huge blow to them because he does a lot of stuff for them. Very athletic kid. 
Coming in at number six is Middletown Madison. I've not had a chance to watch them yet this year. Um, coming in number seven is Marymount. I want to talk about Marymount's senior guard, Charlie Tripp. Uh, he's having an amazing season, averaging about 21 points a game this year. Um, the other night, so prior to Friday night, Charlie Tripp's career high was 32 points, which he had earlier this year. Friday night, he drops 36 points. And he makes, uh, I think he went 10 for 17 from the three-point line. Cool. So he was on fire. Charlie Tripp's a, just an awesome kid, too, man. Does a, does a great job both on and off the court. Great family, too. Um, coming in number eight is Cincinnati Country Day. Uh, Coach Ross over there, you know, he, he, does a, he does an awesome job. I need to get over there and watch, watch them. It's tough for me to, man, to catch it's all these many, games. Yeah, it's there's, too many teams. There's a lot of teams. But I do my best. I do my best to get out and watch as much as I, I can. Uh, now, rounding this off here with Division Three, we've got at number nine is Clark, and number 10 is Georgetown. Uh, now I want to jump into Northern Kentucky. Uh, so last night I had the opportunity to go over to Northern Kentucky University and uh, watch what they call the Buckeye Bluegrass uh, Classic. And what they do is they, they have a bunch of uh, Northern Kentucky teams play each other um, at, on a college court, which helps them prepare for the playoffs which they'll eventually yeah. play there. Um, and Cuffcath played Cooper. So Cuffcath There are a lot of people. It was a decent crowd. You know, yeah. it was Sunday night. The game didn't start till about 8.45 or so. Oh, that's a late game. So it was a late game. It was, so the, game, the games were originally supposed to be played, I think, earlier, but earlier in the week, but the snow, all the weather uh, yeah. canceled it. Mm -hmm. So they had to move it to Sunday. So I think that affected a little bit, but... Still, all in all, great event. I know a lot of people that put this event on, and they do a great job. They do a great job in northern Kentucky in relations to just basketball in general. I mean, Kentucky's a basketball state, kind of like Indiana. Ohio is a football state at the end of the day. Yeah. Ohio is putting out so many kids for college football, going to the NFL. Um, and Ohio, uh, I'm sorry, Kentucky and Indiana are just... They, they put so much into high school basketball, and I, I just love it. Northern Kentucky does an excellent job. Uh, the number one team in Northern Kentucky is Cubcath. Uh, the number two team is Cooper. They had a chance to go against each other. Now, prior to this game, Cooper has beaten Cubcath twice. And it was kind of the, the revenge game for Cubcath. Like, they really felt like, we need to win this game. We can't give Cooper the edge. Um, and Cubcath came out from the tip and just played excellent. Um, they did an excellent job. Uh, Jake Walters, the big boy, he had a monster dunk early in the game that kind of just set the tone. Uh, Aiden Rusatz played extremely well. CJ Frederick played well. I heard he had the flu and he was sick, but he still played very well. Flu game? It was his flu game. <laughs> well, it, was, it wasn't like a Michael Jordan flu game, but it was uh, definitely a flu game. Uh, you know, Cooper's best player, Adam Kunkel, who I, I brag about a lot, I think he's an excellent player, very humble kid. He broke his nose recently and he's wearing a mask. So I believe, I believe this is his second game back uh, since he broke his nose wearing a mask? mask. And it's tough. If you've ever had to wear a mask and play basketball, I had to do that one time in my career and it is a monster. Trying to play with a mask on is... It's tough when you, when you, if you've never worn anything like that in your life because the ball comes at you and you can't like tell how close or how far the ball is. Sometimes people appear to be closer than what they are. When you shoot it, you feel like something is obstructing your shot. It's just a weird 
feeling you've got to get used to it. And Kyrie Irving, you know, he broke his nose and yeah. he had to wear a mask for a little bit. And if you ever watched, he was always taking it off and, and playing you know, with it. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's 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 a pain. And I talked to Adam uh, just earlier today, actually, about that. And he said, you know, it's he, tough. he had a very yeah. He just said it was tough. He had a very I thought good response and he just said listen it's it's tough and it's a pain but it's no excuse and he's like I've got, I've got to work through it it's something I got to deal with so um, in order for Cooper to be successful he's got to be healthy and play well uh, coming in number three is Campbell County who I had a chance to go watch the other night they played Walton Verona um, Walton won um, Campbell played very tough though they they fought they really really fight I'll give them that coming in number four is Scott I watched Scott a little bit last night. Um, they've got a nice team. They beat Dixie last night in a close one. I think they beat them by three. Dixie had a chance to win it with a three-pointer. Uh, or, I'm sorry, tied the game with a three-pointer going overtime and missed it. Um, but but Scott, Scott has a solid basketball team. Um, number five is Newport. This is my sleeper team. Newport has so much talent. Uh, Coach L, Coach Listerman, anybody in Northern Kentucky knows Coach Listerman. He's a, he's a legend in Northern Kentucky. Um, him and Ken Shields, you probably never heard that name, but there's a guy named Ken Shields, longtime um, NKU head basketball coach. Ken Shields is, is just a legend, has done a lot for kids in that area. But Coach L is the head coach in Newport. Um, he's got a ton of talent. Um, Taj Harding, Donnie, um, so you got Taj, Donnie, uh, Mikhail Burries, who's going to Pikeville. Uh, he's, he's, he's tough left-hander real smooth they have a lot of talent and when um, um, when they when they can put when they can put their talent together um, and play as a team uh, they're they're tough to beat very very tough to beat and uh, I'm sorry I, you know I made a mistake I made a mistake I was looking at uh, Newport is coached by Rod Snap uh, coach Listerman coaches Holmes High School I made a, I made a mistake which I was gonna transition and talk about Coach L. So I apologize about that. Rod Snap coaches Newport. He does a great job. His son Ethan uh, played there last year. Great player. Uh, coming at number six is Walton, who I had an opportunity to watch the other night. Uh, Walton, another team um, with a lot of talent. Uh, Brennan Stanley is the point guard for them. Um, he's a short little dude. He's like five, six, five, six and a half. But man, you'd think he was seven feet tall with the amount of heart he plays with and desire. He's, he's, he's the engine that makes that team go. Um, their big kid, Deontay Miles, he's out for the year. Um, he hurt his shoulder. I believe it's a shoulder injury. Uh, he had his arm in a sling the other night, and uh, that hurts them. That hurts them defensively more than it does offensively. But they still have tons of uh, weapons on Walton's team. Very well coached, too, by the way. Uh, coming at number seven, is uh, Boone County. They had a big win versus Cooper the other night, which uh, everyone in Northern Kentucky was shocked that, that Boone beat uh, Cooper. But that was Kunkel's first game back with the broken nose. Then rounding it off at number eight is uh, Simon Kenton. Number nine is uh, Newcath. And number 10 is Dixie. Now, what I want to talk about here are my UC Bearcats. I want to spend the rest of the time here just to kind of dive into the Bearcats. Oh. Only UC? Only UC. I don't want to talk about anybody else but my beloved red and black Cincinnati Bearcats, who are ranked number nine today. What's Xavier ranked? Number eight. Still higher. That's all right. We got time. And I tell you what. Just by the time March comes, that's all that matters. That's right. That's all that matters. 
all these rankings and all this stuff are for the fans. It changes. And it changes. You're right. And really, really, the process, I know that's an overused term. The process. The process is the most important thing in college basketball is just watching the team develop and, and get to march and see where they are and how they've gelled. Because if, if you're great in, you know, December – but you're not good in February, you start to go on a decline, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're number yeah. one in February and number and out of the rankings, you know, later in the year. It just yeah. it doesn't matter. So it's about the process of, of the team. And I talked about last podcast breaking a season down into many, many seasons. seasons. Remember that? Yeah. So you listen. I do. That's good. Listen to everything. That's that's why except I told you don't put the cap on your water bottle. And I'll put it back on. And you keep putting it back on. The, you, you listened, but then you didn't listen. <laughs> then I didn't. Oh, well. You're a work in progress, though, right? It's the process with you, right? It's all about the process. All about the process. And put the process on a, what was that? Did you see that interview? About the one, uh, who's that singer? Oh, Rihanna. Rihanna. He, yes. put, he put the process on Rihanna. Yes, I, I, <laughs> I saw. That's, that's a different discussion. Which next podcast, I do want to talk a little bit, in, uh, a little bit about the NBA. And we can jump in then. Hopefully, by that time, I will have had an opportunity to go to a 76ers game because they're coming to play the Pacers. And I'm hoping to get out and watch that. Let me, let, let's jump into these Bearcats here real quick. So I want to talk about their future schedule and the, some of the past games. So let me start with the future. Um, they play uh, this Wednesday. They play Temple. And then they, they play Temple at home. Then they go at Memphis, Houston at home, at UConn, and then home against UCF. Here's the way I look at it. Well, I think they I think they'll beat Temple. Now they owe Temple. We beat uh, UC beat Temple at Temple. It's close. Buzzer pretty much yeah. buzzer beat a shot from Jacob Evans. Yeah. Okay. Temple always plays us tough. They're gonna play us tough at home. It's gonna be a grind out game. I think that's a game that we'll win. Uh, guys like you know Gary Clark just man and those grinded out games he's so good people don't understand how good Gary Clark is when it comes to games like that Gary Clark is going to be such an important piece come March when we get in those tough uh, you know uh, round of 32 games and just grind out in the half court he, he becomes such an important piece he's just so tough to guard so I think we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get by Temple uh, we go at Memphis. I think we beat Memphis. I just that's one of the least talented Memphis teams that I've seen in a long time. I kind of feel bad for Tubby Smith because he's in a re rebuilding process. Um, Houston, um, that's a home game. Houston's always dangerous, man. They just smacked Wichita State, who's supposed to be, you know, the best in our conference. Um, but you never know. We've been playing well at home. Um, I like UC's chances at home. At UConn is the game that scares me. <clears throat> UConn is, you know, on paper we should beat UConn. Um, we should go there and win that basketball game. But once again, it's college basketball. You're dealing with kids. Um, I'm not sure if the UConn game, that might be, I have to look if that's January or if that's the first part of February. It's the first part of February. So. That's a tough game. I don't know. That's a coin flip. Um, uh, I'm hoping we, we sneak that out. Even if we don't, that's, that's fine. Um, I think we then come home and, and play UCF. I think we win that. So you're talking about of uh, the next five games, I think we could go four and one. 
And I still think that's a, that's a good deal. Now, looking at the past games, um, since our last podcast, they played USF, UCF, and ECU. Uh, USF, they, they found a way. They, they won that basketball game 78-55. But the UCF game, man, they won 49-38. to We had 14 points at halftime. That's just not good enough. Not the lowest all year. Oh, that's Maybe probably the years. lowest uh, year since you played. That might be no. That might be back to <laughs> when the 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 basket was like wooden or something. I don't know. That's that's crazy. Like I couldn't believe we scored 15 points. Were they winning at halftime? We were winning, um, <laughs> but it was just. I mean, it, it, it's no. Wait, you know what? I think we were. I think we might have been down. I take that back. I think we might have been down. I can't remember. It, it was so frustrating. I can't even remember if we were up or down. I think we were down. I think it was like 19 or 15, if I'm not mistaken. But that was that was a tough one. That that was. But we won it. We, they found a way to win. You grind it out. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. You just if you can get a win in January, you take it. And you remain healthy, you take it. Same with the Eastern Carolina game. They, they go right after UCF, they come home, play Eastern Carolina, win 86-60. Eastern Carolina played the Bearcats very tough. You know, get to about the eight-minute mark in the uh, second half, and the Bearcats really started to put the pressure on and pull away. Jacob Evans, I believe, had 17. Um, Washington had 17. Gary Clark had 14, and Cumberland had 14. So a pretty balanced attack. So I like that win. It may not be a sexy win, like they didn't blow them out or beat them by um, 30 plus, but um, it's, a, it's an important win in, in January. So looking forward, a uh, couple things that our Bearcats, uh, or my Bearcats, need to do. Are you a Bearcat fan? I'm not really any Cincinnati fan when it comes to basketball. We need to change that. <laughs> We're going to adopt you, okay? All right. We're going to adopt you as a Bearcat fan. Is that cool? Sounds good. Okay. So here's what I think, what I see moving forward. I really would like to see in these next five games our bench improve and our bench produce a little bit more. And I think I mentioned this in the past, but it, it, there, there's a couple things that I saw I was thinking about when I watched the ECU game. Uh, Trevor Moore is getting a, a pretty good amount of time, however, he hasn't made, he hasn't consistently made shots like I thought he would. He came in as a, a, a big time shooter and I thought he was going to shoot the ball better than he has and he just, I don't think he's, I don't know if it's, he's just that, that freshman struggle or, or what it is, but um, I'd like to see like a Trevor Moore or Keith Williams have a big breakout game. You know, like maybe a, a Jaron Cumberland or Jacob Evans is struggling one of these next five games and Trevor goes off for 17 or 20 or Keith Williams does the same thing. I want to see one of these guys come off the bench and have a big explosion because that gives them confidence and it also gives other bench guys confidence that they can come in and do the same thing. So anytime one of your, your stars, like the, the last game um, versus uh, ECU, you know, I talked about balanced scoring with Evans, Washington, Jaron, and Gary all having uh, 10 plus points between the four of them. Um, if one of those guys or two of those guys don't play well, you have to have someone else step up and play well in order for you to be successful in these grind out into January, February games. So uh, Trevor Moore, Keith Williams, who have the ability offensively to really do some big things. Uh, Trey Scott's not really a offensive power. You know, he's not going to 
drop 20, but he can do other things, especially defensively. So that's one thing I would like to see. Um, but it's going to be a, um, I think these next five games, it's going to be interesting to see how we do. If we come out of it 5-0 and and other teams in the uh, top 10 are losing, the Bearcats can keep climbing, which is great for the fans. And I'm sure Mick does a great job of not letting his team know that they're number nine in the country. He's telling them they're terrible right now at practice. Like, you guys suck. We don't deserve to be in the top 10. That's something Huggins used to do all the time. But uh, this, this team's got to stay humble. They got to stay hungry and remember these many seasons. And when you hit February in the February conference play, it's another mini season. <coughs> so I've got high hopes for these Bearcats this year. Super high hopes, Will. Okay. So that's, uh, that's all we got. That's all we got today for our, our Basketball Insider Report. And uh, we'll be back with another one. We'll be back with number three. We'll talk a little bit more. Uh, about high school basketball, dive into some more with the uh, Bearcats, and uh, definitely dive into the NBA a little bit more. Ooh. Talk a little bit Ooh, about the process. The process. Rookie of the Year, MVP, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, we got to talk That's about talk. His, his outfits. Are, I think you, you should dress like that to your tennis matches, like hey, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, I think you should. I could pull it off. What do you think? Better looking. You're better looking? Yeah. Now, now just real quick, before we leave here, can you explain, once again, you said that you think you're better looking than Justin Bieber. It's he, not he, a theory. He, he's a heartthrob to many teenage women out there. You think that you could be that heartthrob. The only difference is money. No, I'm not going with the heartthrob. I'm just looking at the look. So you're saying you're not a heartthrob. I'm he, not going with he the is. heartthrob. But you're saying he is because he's rich and famous. You're, play, you're saying that. No, I'm asking. That's oh, what you I'm, said. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. I'll go with I'll go with that. Okay. So when you become this famous tennis player, you are going to have the same type of reaction with the women that Bieber have, that Bieber has right now. Put it that way. Are you going to get the tattoos all over your body? No. No tats. No tats. Okay. Well, maybe. Can you sing? No, I can't sing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't think you don't could. Try, don't try and get that out of me. If you could sing, dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> no. No. But. You are now a fan of Big Daddy Kane because I made you a fan. I still don't know the songs. Well, this song um, is uh, that we're going out to, that we came into, that we're going out to, Outro. is smooth. It's called the Smooth Operator. Smooth Operator. Because that's what Big Daddy Kane was. He was a smooth operator. And I want you to go on your phone, iTunes, uh, Tidal, whatever you use, and I want you to listen to Big Daddy Kane. You got me? Yep. All right. Hey, I want to thank everybody for listening to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast, the special Basketball Insider edition. Special. Number two. I want to thank our intern, Will Solden. Thank you. For being on the show before he falls asleep. <sighs> Will, uh, like you almost fell asleep last podcast. <laughs> I did. I was getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.